half of us stay on this mountain. At this place of problems, time has come. You must move on to higher places. My Following money every day. Hey, ha! God has seen you. Until when will we be living a life of sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting? Hallelujah. Put the hands together for the King of God. may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. To the neighbor next to you today is my day. Today I am blessed by God. Tell me about today is my day. I am blessed by God. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Hallelujah. I'm going to share something today that I feel like I should share the church, which is very important. Praise the Lord. And I want the church to understand one thing. And we are in the days where God is moving in a special way and in the dimensions we have never seen. Praise God. I will share the message about how you can move out in a situation that you have overstayed in it. Come on, somebody say moving on. Say it again, say moving on. All right. I want to say something to everybody. Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 6. The Bible says, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mountain. <laughs> you have dwelt enough on this what? Other versions says you have dwelt on this mountain for so long. The seven says turn you and take your journey and go to Mount of Amorites and unto all the places high there unto. Take your journey Go to the mountains and all the high mountains. Why? Because on this Mount Holeb, you have stayed long enough. The Bible says you have dwelt on this mountain long enough. Hey, hey. On Mount Holeb. But now go to the mountain of Amorites and all higher places. Now, number one that I want you to understand is Mount Horeb is not a high mountain than Amorites. 
But the Bible says on this mountain of Horeb, you have stayed here for so long. And spiritually, I want you to get the significance of this scripture. There are so many Christians who they have overstayed on the same position for so long. Mm, you're not hearing me. There are so many people who have stayed on a certain situation for so long. They are still on Mount Horeb. But the Bible says, time has come. You must move to the higher mountains. You are not getting what I'm trying to say right here. The Bible says, you have dwelt on this mountain. Whether it's a mountain of business or poverty or sickness. But the Bible says you have stayed enough is enough. Time has come. So the Bible says God spoke unto us saying you have overstayed. Now time has come that you must move out. And today I have brought one weight. Time has come that you must move out from the situation you are in. Time has come that you must move on from what you are passing through, from what you are, from what you have. Time has come that you must move. Whether it's spiritual, you must move to the next level. You have overstayed on the same position. You have overstayed on the same level. Financially, you have stayed on Mount Horeb. The Bible says time has come that you must move to another mountain and to all higher places. I feel like nobody is getting this. Time has come that you must move to higher places. Mount Horeb is a lower mountain. But the Bible says time has come that you must go. If I'm talking to you, receive it. I think I'm only talking to six people. Can I have those six people saying amen? The Bible says, hey, somebody said Mount Horeb. So I, am, I am tired on this mountain. We have overstayed on Mount Horeb. Time has come to move out of Mount Horeb. I can see a new place. It is a higher place. I am tired of suffering. I am moving forward by the power of the Holy Ghost. Hey, this is my time. This is my day. I have overstayed on Mount Horeb. Somebody shot me. Sit down for a moment. Let me do something. The Bible says on Mount Horeb. <laughs> on Mount Horeb, it's a place. Where they had so many battles. It's a place where the children of Israel. They had so many battles. And on the same mountain. It's a place where they had a lot of problems. Hunger, water. On the same mountain. Now the Bible says you have overstayed. And this is not them choosing to say. We have overstayed. We must move on. No. The Bible says it was God. Who spoke. That you have overstayed. Listen this. Where was God all the time they were suffering on this mountain? God was there. But he was waiting for the right time. He was waiting for God's time. 
he was waiting for his time where was he when you were suffering he was there but today he has seen that you have overstayed yes until when will you be suffering until when will you be begging until when will you be the same level spiritually the bible says god spoke but as a prophet god is speaking right now you have overstayed in that business you have overstayed in that problem you have overstayed in that situation you have overstayed in that poverty you have overstayed come on somebody the Bible says in God's seat you have over for so long struggling for so long suffering God was not quiet he was waiting for his time he watched you in January he watched you he saw what we are passing through he was quiet in February he watched you quiet last year he watched you he saw you last year what you are passing through all that he passed in 2001 he watched you 2002 2003 four five six seven eight nine eleven twelve thirteen he was like all right all right i know my best time is coming let me tell you something they suffered on mount horeb for a so long period of time but god was watching he was waiting for his best time when his best time came in Deuteronomy 1 the 6 he said you have overstayed on this mountain at this place of problems time has come you must move on to higher places there's a higher place not on Mount Horeb the Bible says you have overstayed but you must move on in your prophetic ministry as a pastor as a teacher as a deacon as an elder as a choir member as an usher as time has come you must move on until when will we be going through what you're passing through sometimes we may not see that it's a problem but god has seen it it's a what See, down let me do something you may look at yourself and say maybe i'm not passing through the problem let me do something until when will you be drinking medicine until when will you be every day drinking medicine you have overstayed today god has seen you until when will you be borrowing money every day hey haha god has seen you until when will we be living a life of sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting? God has seen you. You have overstayed in a place of sin. God has seen you. Today he's saying, move on. Get out of Mount Horeb. 
there is a place somewhere. Santo Rujas, I prophesy to you. You are moving on from the lower mountain to a higher mountain where everybody will see your light. He says, You are a light of the world, you are a city built on the hill which cannot be hidden. People will see you shining, your brother will see you shining. Your neighbor will see you shining. Your sister will see you shining. Your parents will see you shining. Yeah! Glory! Glory! I say you are shining. Mm. The Bible says God has seen it. It's not my decision. I cannot see sometimes that what I'm passing through is an error. Sometimes I may think, all right, it's okay. Sometimes I may think I am better. Sometimes I may think what I have is enough. But God says, no, my son, my daughter, no. I, God, has spoken. You have overstayed on this place. Now it is the time to move on to Mount Amorites, to higher places, higher mountains, where everybody who see your light, everybody who see your shining, everybody who see the glory, Everybody who testify that you are a child of the Father, somebody shout Amen. They are not seeing you shining because you're on a small mountain. You're on a small mountain. You are praying for five minutes. You are tired. You are still on a small mountain. You are fasting from morning to six o'clock. Sometimes five o'clock. You are crossing your fasting. You are still playing on a small mountain. You are still joking around on a small mountain. Sometimes you are serious with God. Sometimes not. You are still joking around on a small mountain. You choose to go to church or not. You are still playing around on a small mountain. And sometimes what you hate is what you do. And what you, you, you love to be doing for God, you don't do it. You are still joking around on a small mountain. Sometimes even financially. It's like from another problem to another problem. You even reach a level of borrowing money here to sort out this problem. And tomorrow you'll be borrowing money here to sort out the way you borrowed. And another day you borrow money here to sort out here. So you're living a life of error. Hey, it's an accidental life. God did not call you into that life. He has seen what you are passing through. And some of you, you, are, you think there's no future. Because in your house, in your family, there's no money. There's nothing happening there. But let me tell you something. A miracle is not when you have got money somewhere which you're hoping for. That's not a miracle. It's obvious. A miracle is when there's no money and God brings money. A miracle is not when you have got something that you are waiting for. And, and you are saying, I'm praying there's a breakthrough somewhere. If this thing will go well uh, and then have the money, then I'll praise God. That's not a miracle. 
because there's a place you're expecting money to come from a miracle is something that you don't even know where the man will come from but it, suddenly something takes place I can see God doing sudden things I can hear suddenly something taking place suddenly something taking place in your business suddenly something taking place with your application letter suddenly you have overstayed 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 hello hello do you love Jesus? Yes. Do you love Jesus? Yes. I say, do you love Jesus? Yes. Now, verse 7, turn you and take your journey and go to Mount of the Amulets and, and all the high places thereunto in the plain, in the hills and in the valley, in the south by the seaside to the land of Canaanites and unto Lebanon and the great river of Euphrates. Behold, I have set the land before you. God has set something before you. Go in and possess from today. Go and possess. Go and possess a business. Go and possess a company. Go and possess. Go and possess your job. Go and possess your marriage. There is a possession I am seeing in the realm of the spirit. He says, you have overstayed. There is a place you must possess. There is a job you must possess. There is money you must possess. There is a position you must possess. I command you, go and possess. You have overstayed. Until when will you be in the same situation? Now, hear what the Bible is talking about. Somebody say, prophet, I hear you. Hallelujah. Do you love Jesus? But not more than I do. Eight says, Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. To the seed of Abraham. The Bible says, Whosoever has got faith. He is a descendant of Abraham. So the Bible says God has preserved these things for the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Abraham is a father of faith. Isaac is a father of prosperity. And Jacob is a father of war. You didn't hear this. Abraham is a father of faith. You didn't hear that? And God gave him to be father of the great nations. Not a nation. Great nations. Now, God didn't say a great nation. He said great nations. So just think in your mind, which great nations do we have at the moment? 
We've got America, we've got uh, 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 Britain, we've got uh, Russia. All these are great nations. So God didn't say he is a father of a nation or of small nations. He is a father of great nations or all super superpower countries. He is a father. He didn't hear this because by his faith, by faith, he can obtain more than what great nations are obtaining. So you didn't hear what I just said. So Isaac is a father of wealth. And the Bible says he dug again all the wells which his father had digging, and people envied him because he had so much possession of cattle, so much wealth. He grew until he waxed very great. He was so wealth and so rich that his father. He didn't hear this. And Jacob is a father of war. He's a fighter. He fights with the people. He prevails. He fights with the promises of God. He prevails. And an angel said, you fought with the people. You prevailed. And you fought with me. You have prevailed. Fighting with God means to stick on his promises until you prevail. So people who are under the anointing of Jacob, there are people who they go and interview, they prevail. They bid something with the people, they prevail. They stand with the people, they prevail. And when they go to God and they start his promises, they prevail. So the Bible says, and the seed of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, meaning to say, the seed of people of faith, of possession of wealth, and of the people who fights in God's promises, everywhere they go, they win. These people, this it shall be for their possession. And for the seed of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. So what's the seed of Abraham? Those who believe are his descendants. What about Isaac? Two, all those who have got the wealth in God's kingdom and by God's hand are his descendants. Just as Jacob. Now, I feel like to have only the anointing of Jacob without having the anointing of Isaac is not enough. That's why God said, I'm God of your fathers, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because he was trying to divide the things. It's not only God of Abraham, not only faith, but also of wealth. You can have wealth, but faith, you miss it for heaven. So God is God of Abraham, there must be faith, one. Number two, wealth must be there. Number three, you must be a fighter, spiritual warfare. You stand, you fast, you pray, you cast out demons, you command things to move, and you pray because you're a fighter, you stand in God's promises, so you've got the anointing of Jacob. So that's why God is said, I'm not just God of Abraham, but I'm also God of Isaac, and I'm also God of Jacob. Because I'm not only God of wealth, not only of prosperity, I'm also God that I must lead you in fighting the battle. I'm not only God of leading you out of the battle, but I'm also God who makes you to have faith in me. Now, are you there? Second Kings. Two Kings. Two Kings. Kings. Chapter 7.
Hallelujah. From verse 3. The Bible says, And there were four leprous men at the entering in the gate. And they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we do also die. Now, therefore, come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up in the uh, tree line to go under the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. For the Lord had made the host of Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and noise of horses, even the noise of great hordes. And they said to one another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the king, the kings of Egyptians to come upon us. Therefore they arose and fled in the twilight, and they left tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when the sleepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went unto the uh, into one tent, and they did eat and drink and carry their silver and gold and raiment. And they, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It just, and I know if sometimes you know, to understand this thing spiritually, the Bible says they, there were four people who had lip loss. They had four people who had lip loss. And they said to one another, Should we remain here? Until we die, I want somebody to ask this question himself. Should I remain in this situation until I die? Should I remain renting a house until I die? Should I be using a minibus until I die? Should I be using a taxi until I die? Should I be borrowing money until I die? So the Bible says they were asking each other, should I remain in sin? Should I remain in poverty until I die? And I want to ask, I mean, I want you to ask this question yourself. Should I remain into this sin until I die? Should I keep on doing what I'm doing until I die? Should I be in this poverty, into this sickness until I die? So the Bible says they were asking each other, should we still remain in these people that are having leprosy? Should we remain here? And they said, if we go to the city, they'll kill us. If we remain here, we'll die. So what must we do? We must move on. You didn't hear me this. We must If you remain in that situation you're passing through now, you'll die. I bet you. I bet you. God is allowing you to see what you're passing through so that you can move out. God is giving you the consciousness, the knowledge to know that what I'm doing is wrong so you can move out from what you're passing through or what you're doing. God is making you see and understand what you have and what you're passing through so you can move on. Should you remain into what you're passing through until you die? So the Bible says, and they said, let us move on. 
and they began to move on. And the Bible says, as they began to move on, going to the camp of soldiers of Syria, Assyria, the Bible says, they are steps, and there are only four, but they are steps as they were walking. The Bible says, God made their steps to be like hundreds of thousands of chariots such that they didn't even know that their steps it was a great noise in the camp of the enemy you're not hearing this to them they were just walking but they didn't know that their steps the Assyrian soldiers they were thinking it's a great army coming to the extent that they said hey these people they have hired Egyptians now what must we do they said gentlemen everybody leave the horse leave the camp run away I can see people running away leaving positions so you can go and get their positions people running are you already hearing this all you need to do is begin to move on when they began to move on moving on this is what I do I don't care what people are talking about me I don't care whether you are one million or two million discussing or speaking about me what I do I keep on moving on I move on I move on I move on as I move on God makes my steps a great noise in the kingdom of darkness such that they say my brothers and my sisters let us run away because he has hired angels from heaven what are you doing in the same place should we remain here until we die no 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 ask ask neighbor should we remain here until we die No, no, no. Ask your neighbor. Should, should you remain in what you are passing through? A, a neighbor is a person who is next to you. Not me. I'm not a neighbor. I'm a major prophet. Ask your neighbor. Should you remain in what you are passing through? Until you die. But the people have chosen to remain in what they are passing through. Even if they can be a help, they will despise the help. Because they are used in problems. These four people of leprosy. The Bible says they say no way. I cannot remain in this situation until I die. And some of you, if you aren't careful, you will remain like that unmarried until you die. Should I remain unmarried until I die? Hey, so if you are saying no today, I am venturing you into a journey. Hayaba I am venturing you into a journey. It is a journey. It is a journey. Your enemy will run away. They will scatter away. Because God is going to intervene. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, somebody say, prophet, I hear you. Say, you are speaking to me. Oh, 
I, I promise you, if you take this journey today, yes. poverty will be changed. Yes. That life of struggling spiritually, yes. it will move away. Yes. Sin will become no issue to you. Yes. The Bible says sin has no dominion over us. Yes. Where is the devil now? Hey, because now I have overcome. The devil has no power. He has no power to overcome you. The Bible says, and the sting of death is a sin. But what has happened? Death is the last enemy to be defeated. The time you received Jesus, you received eternity. Death was defeated. The Bible says he is the last enemy in 1 Corinthians 15. He is the first, I mean the, the last enemy to be defeated. So the time you received Christ, you received eternity. So death has been defeated. So the Bible says the sting of death is a sin. Sin has been defeated. Am I talking to somebody right here? So a sin is defeated. There's no way for me to be remaining in sin because God has defeated the sin and has saved my life. So all I need to do it is to move on. I'm, I'm not supposed to remain in what I'm passing through, in what I'm thinking, in the level I am now. No. And you look, you see, my, 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 my child is not going to school because of, you know, financial, you know, even me now, I haven't paid my house. And you see now, I'm passing through this. Okay. I understand you, but until when? I'm saying, until when? These people with the liberals say, four. They say, gentlemen, what are we doing? They said, no, 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 no. Hey, even if you remain here, we'll still what? Even if you go to that city, we'll still what? Even if you borrow money, you'll still be in problems. Even if you do ABC, you'll be still in problems. The only thing you must do is take a journey led by the Holy Spirit. Because if God is involved in the journey, provision, promotion. So he says you have overstayed. So this man, they thought they were taking a journey by their own, but actually God was involved in the journey. Are you hearing this? How do we know that God was involved? The Bible says that God made the Assyrians army. Now, my question is this. There was a city. And they said, if we go to the city, we will die. If we remain here, we will die. What we must do, we must go to the camp of soldiers. I thought the city is a better place. So they said, no, 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 no. We must go to the most difficult place. And you look at yourself, you look like, oh me, hey, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this. You know, with what I have now, A, B, C, D, okay. God has called you for the most difficult things. You are not hearing me this at all. I am saying God has prepared you for the most difficult things. You may not know what you're passing through. That is a small thing, but I want to tell you something. It's a small thing and God doesn't consider it something big. There's a higher place that God has prepared for you. Whether you have money or no money, whether you've got a car or no car, 
are, whether you've got cash or not cash, whether spiritually you are matured or you are not matured. But I can still say something. There's still more a higher place that God is waiting for to see you reaching that higher place. And today God is taking you to that higher place. Today God is taking you. What are you doing? Tell me about what are you doing? What are you waiting for? Say move on. Tell me about move on. It's only people who have got this decision. I must move on. But now, I want everybody to stand and pray and moving on. Listen this. I want everybody to pray once. I want you to tell God that from today, I want to move out on the situation I am in. I want to move on. I want to see a new level in my life. I'm tired in what I'm passing through and what I'm going through. I want to see a new level happening in me and in my life financially, spiritually, in my ministry, in every area of my life. I want to see a great change taking place. And I want you to pray a prayer that God, I'm tired in what I'm passing through. I just want to move on. And as long as you have spoken that I must move on, I know something big is going to take place. Something big is going to happen to my life. And something's going to change into the spiritual atmosphere. Not only the spiritual atmosphere, but also in the physical realm. Can you stand up everywhere you are and pray a prayer of moving on? Come on, pray. Just pray. Move on, move on, move on. Take another step spiritually. Take another step spiritually. Take another step spiritually. Take another step spiritually. Take another step. step. Let God exhort you. Your prayer life, your fasting life, your hunger for God, let it increase than before. Your family, your finances, your marriage. Your career, your school, your education, your business. Move on. Let God arise. Let him intervene. Pray, pray, pray. And also watching us right today. Wherever you're watching us from. Pray, pray, prayer. God is making you move on. Pray right now. Pray right now. There's a move on. There's a move on. You are moving on spiritually. You are moving on financially. You are moving on. You are moving on. Pray.